Welcome to Audio Academy's multilingual podcast. In this podcast, we talk to musicians and audio professionals alike about the industry. We hope you enjoy this conversation. Uh, hi, this is Ashwin. Uh, in this podcast, we will be interviewing Toby Joseph. So, hey, Toby. Hey, Ashwin. Like, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? Yeah, very well. Like, how about you? How's like how are things going? <laughs> Not bad considering the situation. I'm just trying to, um, even though there is a good amount of practice that we got last year. Yeah. Still trying to adjust to this whole being at home, working from home. Yeah, yeah. All this. So yeah, it, I think it takes a lot of effort to, uh, just to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Cool. So uh, let's hear uh, like a little bit more about you. Uh, like how okay. did you like how did you end up uh, uh, becoming an audio an audio engineer? Um. So um, this happened. I think probably. Uh, I think during my plus two. Okay. Um. I was not aware of uh, the course or an audio engineering the concept of audio engineering mm-hmm. till uh, this uh, friend of my brother who is an audio engineer he told me about it. Um. So um. Just to give you a brief history, what happened uh, is basically, um. I picked up guitar when I was in eighth standard and. Uh, I used to listen to a lot of uh, music like music was yep. something which was always played at home. Yeah. Uh both my brothers elder brothers were like avid listeners of rock classic rock and alternate and all that. Nice. Um but um I think I got into it um um especially like rock and uh or the concept of like a band performing live concerts and all that I think yeah. when another friend of my brother did a concert in our town mm-hmm. in alapi um so i i wanted to attend the uh, concert and i remember uh, my brother was not very sure because i almost never used to listen to uh, like uh, like english music at that time yeah it was predominantly movie songs like hindi tamil and malayalam and all that yeah and but that's when i started playing guitar so I was like, okay, I want to just experience it, and then I went for the show, and I was totally blown away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, right after that, I remember there was this sudden shift to uh, like MLTR, Brian Adams, Def Leppard, Bon Jovi, um, nice. like you know that era of eighties, nineties music where things were like really well produced, yeah. some were overproduced, uh, the glam rock era, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think after that. Um, I kind of started trying to record myself mm-hmm. and at that point my option was to use this uh Sansui uh tape recorder yeah, yeah. which had aux input and yeah. uh, so I would plug in this borrowed electric guitar mm-hmm. and uh, uh try and record it uh through the Sansui and once I record something I'll take that and put it on a, a Walkman mm-hmm. connect the Walkman's output back onto the sansui wow and uh, and plug my guitar again so it'll be like some three four layers of it yeah so by the end of it it's like a endless wash of noise and little bit of guitar different layers <laughs> of guitars <laughs> so that was my first experiment with trying to record and then this audio engineer friend of my brother he helped me set up a computer with um few plugins like uh, uh fruity loops and uh, nuendo yeah and um i think uh, the end of plus 2 i had a band 
Mm-hmm. And um, the keyboardist told me about School of Audio Engineering in Chennai. Okay. Uh, and he had a brochure and uh, I think had a sample CD or something, a few projects that the students had done there. And uh, that's when I realized, okay, there is something like that uh, course that you can do. And uh, and I told my parents and uh, they were a little shocked when I told them I want to uh, do this. Yeah, um, I think then most they were parents like, <laughs> are quite thinking about this. Yeah. yeah, especially I think 15 years back. Yeah. It would have been a shock for them. Um, but they were like, you do whatever you want, but you do a degree before that. Okay. So I did um, BCom and then I came to Chennai for audio engineering. Oh, nice. And so, I think uh, something which was like a highlight for me was uh, this band that we had in in, in, uh, in Kerala. Uh, we did one show and okay. it was uh, a very small show and indoor. Um, on stage was not so bad. Mm-hmm. After the show, I remember asking my brother how the show was and he was telling me uh, we sounded horrible. Oh, man. And uh, I asked him, okay, so what exactly? Like, are we bad? Then he was like, it sounded horrible. <laughs> I think you guys were okay, but uh, uh, eventually I understood that uh, the entire PA was actually running off a delay pedal. So oh, wow. the output of the console was fed into a delay pedal and that was going to the PA. So uh, <laughs> I can't imagine how that must have been. But yeah, um, so I think from that, uh, the things have been totally different these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. So that was like nice. a brief intro to, yeah. That's cool. And you played for uh, Subject to Change. Subject to Change? Yep. Was that your band? Yeah. Yeah, so I remember yep, after I've, I've coming to Chennai. I've done a couple of, of like shows with you all. I think 2008, Yes, yes I think nine? that's how I met you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is 2008, yes. I think. Yeah. Yes, 2008. Uh, is your is, band still there? Because I know a few of them have moved, right? Out of, uh, uh, like out yep. of India and stuff like that. I think yep. Anisha so, uh, also has moved, uh, right? Anisha, Anjana. Anjana has actually come back to uh, Chennai now. Okay. Um, Anisha is in New Zealand. Uh, mm-hmm. Wayne is in Australia. Wayne is in Australia, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. So, um, we're not very active, but... Uh, uh, we try to do like one show every year types. Oh, nice. Um, so last couple when of was years your last? Haven't been. Um, I think it was uh, 2018. Okay. 2019, we couldn't do anything. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah, then since then. Uh, the great been... corona happened. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Okay, that's that's good to know. That you, Thanks. That so you I had one are... more band called Pajama Conferency. Oh, so okay. I think that was like a huge inspiration. This Both the bands actually helped me understand harmonies and all that. Right. I think that uh, definitely helped me uh, uh, understand uh, mm-hmm. how to be in a band, how to, uh, what it is to, act, what you need to actually perform. Okay. Because that's something that I keep telling people that, um, uh, like mixing PA, how you sound outside is very crucial. But uh, another thing that is probably more important is how the band uh, monitors themselves, how yeah. what the mix is for them. Yeah, because it totally like basically they need to have uh, a really good mix, uh, which can inf- like influence them or inspire them to perform the best. Yeah. So that is very crucial, I think. So all that kind of really helped. Okay, that's good. Yeah. That's nice. So moving on, uh, touring uh, must take 
like quite a, like quite a bit from you which is like your <laughs> like your physical and your mental uh toll on on you so how do you cope with it like like, like what do you do i because i know when you tour when you were touring with like with like benny say 2019 you would have done easily about 100 what 150 shows at least um not we don't uh do that many shows now nowadays we kind of brought down the number yeah uh, it was the case initially um i think um the first 4 5 years it was yeah. like, really yeah. crazy um we were uh, a lot on the road mm-hmm. and uh, and things were like really busy with touring and uh, at that point i was just going with the flow okay and uh, it is absolutely like uh, it takes a lot of toll uh, take a lot of toll on you um like um i i'm like my system really got jacked like not eating on time yeah really yeah deprived and like it, it it is like finishing a show and heading straight to the airport and you know then going to and, then going uh, f- like for the next gig yep 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 yeah um so i think uh my best friend i think for the longest time has been this neck pillow <laughs> and i keep i keep looking for trying to find a better neck pillow yeah and uh, different kinds are very innovative uh, different models are there now yeah um so yeah i think a best sound engineer one of the best friends uh, i mean a best friend to sound engineer can be the neck pillow because uh, you're trying to like uh, trying to uh, make up on sleep at sleep. any point like whenever you have that extra that 10 minutes you're like okay i'm just going to nap exactly yeah I actually uh Alvin from our band the yeah. percussionist super jealous of him because all he needs is just like 2 minutes to just doze off. Oh wow. He doesn't like it's just crazy like um anywhere like if he knows that there is 10 minute break or 15 minutes break he's just out. Oh wow. It's just amazing. Uh sometimes there are these uh, private shows where they tell you okay you're going to be on stage in like 15 minutes and they'll call you. Yeah. And while you're there then you'll end up waiting for 2 hours, 3 hours sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So when you know it's one of those situations then you can see him yeah. <laughs> uh, like like calling up in one corner and just sleeping. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like you said it is um like it's actually quite crazy like it can be super draining but if you love it it's all worth it yeah, uh, yeah for sure so yeah. at your shows when you get good gear is it good gear that makes an engineer great or is it or do you think it's anything else what do you think by having good gear with a band that you tour with or having like coverage gear with a band that you tour with how does it work um so good gear definitely helps a lot but okay. in my experience um good engineer can make an average gear sound great mm-hmm. so for example a great guitar versus an average guitar right like a brilliant guitarist can make an average guitar sound amazing but uh, an average guitarist might not be able to make a great guitar sound brilliant yeah. like i've heard expensive system sounding horrible and an like average system sounding like a dream yeah so the engineer can make all the difference yeah that's true so, and it's also i what i what i honestly feel is it's also the source which is the band on stage which can yep yep definitely yeah yeah because what 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 uh, we are trying to do is just amplify the entire thing right and it's 
it's yep. like nothing else. Exactly, yeah. So as long as the, the source is good, then I mean... Definitely, it should, definitely. Yeah, it should sound good. Like a good band, a good engineer, average gear will sound any day better, I think. Yeah. Than yeah. a good band, average engineer with yeah. good gear. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I guess the key to the puzzle is to get both the greats together. <laughs> yeah, nicely said. So from the time you started off, uh, you started off doing sound, what do you think has changed in the audio in the audio like industry? Because I'm sure you'd have started off with analog and doing yeah, gigs yeah. on analog and all of that. So what has changed and has it changed for the good or the bad? Or like, what do you think? I think everything has changed and it's definitely for the good. Uh, like vendors realizing that uh, realizing the importance of uh, of an efficient team, yeah. not just investing in gears. Like mm-hmm. dealers realizing it's not just about selling. Yeah, it's also about after sales support. So it's good to see now people are now specializing in systems and wireless. Um, yeah. Which is great. Like uh, these are things people used to like take it for granted. It it, it actually is very essential to run the system. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, an ideal ideal day is when I get a nicely tuned system mm-hmm. with wireless and patching on stage all sorted. Then I can like fully focus on my job. What I can do best, which is making sure the band and the artist sounds great. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think so. Um, definitely, things are changing for the good. Mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's just uh, becoming better and I love the way this change is happening okay nice um, so being in uh, in such a fast paced industry like how do you uh, keep up with uh, with trends and technology and everything <laughs> what like how, like how do you, like how do, how do you deal with it like it, it, nowadays it's crazy man because I think 10 years back um, it was not so fast right. now things are moving so fast it's really hard to keep up mm-hmm. but um, I basically started my life journey with analog consoles like you said earlier yeah. uh, then I remember the first time I worked on an SE48 like I had a hard time figuring it out because my only other experience was, was with the uh, an O2 a digital console at SA. Yeah. And then 2011, um, yeah, 2011, we had a show in Pondy with Joe, uh, Joe at Soundgarden. And then Niranjan was there to support. Right. This was for Spandan. Yes. And uh, Niranjan helped me set up my first show file. Oh, nice. And after that, I did the venue certification course with Ansata. And then things have been different ever since. Okay. Um, I think uh, just to give you an idea, like at first, in the initial stage, um, initial years of touring, I think I got too comfortable with one board. Mm-hmm. Then I realized I can't grow if it is uh, good. Like it is good to step out of my comfort zone. Yeah. Like um, so, I kind of pushed myself to learn more and uh, started trying out different boards. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, sometimes we would ask for like some board, and we won't get that for the show. Yeah. And uh, this is exactly where I wanted to overcome that challenge. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like I think um, about four years back, I started trying different boards and now I have like three different boards that I love working on. Mm -hmm. And those three are on the Tech Rider. Oh, nice. So the industry is um, and and will keep evolving, right? And keep changing. That is inevitable. And I think I, I try to keep up by learning on the job, doing my own research and learning from experts. And uh Yeah. 
Yeah, nice. I think nowadays you have like a lot of resources, like you have great online resources, YouTube channels, yeah. courses that you can do, like some great institutions. So um, all that uh, is like really advantage to an upcoming engineer yeah. and um, and also to keep yourself updated. So like the last couple of years, uh, I've been actually going through Mix with the Masters, uh, going through some of their nice, yeah. videos and seminars, webinars. And then uh, I've been wanting to get back on to checking out Pure Mix. Mm -hmm. um, they have like really amazing content. Yeah. So with actually the amazing resources, those are available online. I think it's great. I think uh, like I would definitely encourage students to check these out and uh, utilize them to the fullest. Like, yeah, yeah. You have a lot of options to learn and update yourself these days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so what does the future of the audio industry look like for you? What do you think in the, in the next five years or 10 years, if you're saying that things have changed uh, drastically till now, then, yeah. then, then, like, what do you think would change in the next five, ten years? Do you think we can start doing shows from home? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Like remote work. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. It's going to be. Yeah, it, it is. Like recently, there was this article where about uh, about an show which happened remotely. Yeah, like the engineer was. Um, I think the broadcast was actually done remotely. Right. Um, yeah. So. Like I, I have these two sites. I do uh, like mix and master from home yeah, and then the live. So with regarding to mix and mastering, there's always been a work culture of like working remotely. Yeah. And uh, I think it's just going to be on the rise uh, because we've become more and more digital, right? Yeah. And uh, nowadays, not, uh, not a lot of uh, clients come and sit and listen to the mixes. They just want to want you to just send the... Uh, mix a master to them and they just want to monitor in their space or headphones or yeah, whatever yeah. place that they're comfortable with. So, yeah, I think uh, last year we saw a lot uh, of uh, these uh, oh, online games, like gigs. remote shows. Yeah. 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 So I think this trend might here stay. I'm not very sure. Like we've gone from vinyl to cassettes to CDs to USB to streaming. Yeah. I don't know, it's just crazy. It's just uh, too fast. Too fast. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. Um, so what would be the most uh, difficult thing about having a, a, like a career in, in audio? What is the hardest thing? Um, uh, I I think it might be the, the career graph can be typically slow. Okay. Like uh, a software job that uh, pays straight out of college might not be how your paycheck uh, would, would look, look like, like when yeah. you're <laughs> starting off. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, there is like this great potential to grow. Um, and especially if it is something you love doing, there is no price tag that you can put on that. Like you need to have a lot of patience, whether mm. it's live or studio. You need to yeah. put in a lot of years of hard work. Uh, plus being there for the longer run. Yeah. Be ready to constantly put in the work to keep learning, updating yourself on the latest uh, tech and gear and uh, be ready to be sleep deprived. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically remember why you are, why you like doing this in the first place. It's because you love doing it. Yeah. So if, um, if you were not in audio, what else do you think you you would have taken up as a career um, if you didn't play. If you had nothing to do with music, that is. 
Instagram influencer. Oh, wow. Skin care routine. Or wildlife photography. Um, okay, nice. Just kidding. Um, become a DJ. What? Really? <laughs> no, on a, on a seriously, uh, I think I would focus on mixing and mastering uh, on studio sound more. Okay. Uh, I also love uh, video editing. Um, and... Uh, I would focus more on my production. Like I have this uh, channel on YouTube called Frame the Sample. Okay. We did, uh, so basically Frame the Sample, what it does is um, we do these live, we do these live sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, so the band comes into the space, uh, which I leave like a living room or some space that we have. Okay. Um, that time I, it was, it happened in the, in the house where I was staying. And yeah. Uh, we'll record audio and video live and um uh i basically got to record some lovely bands from chennai some bands that i really loved to loved listening to um mm-hmm. and uh, always felt um there is something about uh the band performing together live yeah versus them uh sitting and recording in studio separately yeah um so especially if it's a band which um has been playing together the chemistry that they have all that translates well when they are performing together or playing together okay so um, that's what i tried doing with train the sample so um, i think i actually wanted to do another session in 2020 and i upgraded few gears and all that okay. but uh, then the great corona happened <laughs> oh man <laughs> yeah Instagram influencer it is Instagram influencer wow <laughs> <laughs> uh, um so when you like get a gig so you get informed about a show all of that what's your what's your workflow just before your show do you like how do you speak to the, like your vendors how do you prep like your show file can you just take us through what exactly you do yeah so i sort of have a routine um show file i so because i predominantly work with a band yeah i have a show file ready mm-hmm. and uh, so as in like we keep updating um like we keep uh, changing the songs uh sometimes a lot more gears get added up channels get added up yeah so depending on that i uh, work on the uh, the show file and sometimes um some things certain things that i do uh, in the studio at home gives me idea to implement something on my show file okay so that is basically what i do uh, with respect to show file mm-hmm. um but uh, the other side basically i'll contact the vendor ahead of time mm-hmm. uh, discuss the tech rider and make sure everything is in place like make sure everything is as per rider you don't want yep. any surprises that happens a lot yeah <laughs> um confirm the sound check time logistics like uh, uh the setup when you what time it happens uh, it's it going to be sunny when the sound check is going to happen if so uh, try and get a shade uh, for the drums percussion uh, for the keyboard okay and so so stuff like that and um, another thing that i have been doing uh, is basically uh keeping a log of all the shows in the last 3 years i've been doing that okay like what gear was used uh, how it went how the show went uh if i had any challenges or any trouble uh, so keep note of all that mm-hmm. and uh, in the end 
uh thank the vendor and the crew like okay. a, a great show is a result of all the hard work and manners of a lot of people yeah so that is sort of like uh the workflow i think that i have yeah okay uh, nice and and when it comes to uh the vendors and say suppose you have a show that the vendors planning to give you a particular console or like a particular pa that you're not comfortable with what mm-hmm. like what happens then um so um like i said earlier i was like strictly working only on one console yeah and uh, then later i realized uh, that's not going to work for the vendors and for me also because i'm kind of restricting myself right uh, to learn more and you know to um so basically i started working with Uh, I think this was 2018 I think or 2017 okay. I decided to start working uh, on different consoles mm. so I worked on six different consoles mm. and now I have uh, decided on three consoles from it which I prefer okay and uh, the other three I was not very um happy with the workflow yeah because it can it be was, it can be quite hard if you're going to use one board because uh, yeah if you go to any remote uh any like remote city they might not have it so yes, a exactly, few yeah. options is always better yeah definitely so yeah so i think right now as as long as i get one console like mm-hmm. any of those uh, three yeah i'm happy with and um like we have a specific tech rider i generally ask them to stick to it mm-hmm. but if it is if something is not possible I'll definitely try and work out what is the next best option because uh uh stage wise uh, i have to make sure the artist is also happy yeah but yeah console wise i think yeah any of these three as long as i get it i'm good if not uh, figure it out <laughs> and what about pa yeah, I, PA as lo- I mean I have a list I have a, a I think a pretty big list okay and uh, as as long as it's a good one I don't mind I'm not very very specific about PA yeah uh, uh nowadays I'm more specific specific about like how is it how the system is done all that yeah because that's more important yeah yeah so for sure yeah so i mean i do like uh, if it's a new vendor that i'm going to be working with i do a little research speak to other engineers uh to find out more about them how they how what their experiences were so and so that helps that's nice um so uh, what are you looking forward to in the future once the world heals from whatever's happening <laughs> four What's things the, actually four things wow okay yeah gigs mm-hmm. gigs gigs <laughs> gigs <laughs> yeah but i absolutely miss it yeah no like uh, yeah <laughs> when we were on the road it was like oh god i need one day off and then now we're just <laughs> yeah. like okay can we please get back to, to doing like more gigs yes. i mean i think except for sleep mm-hmm. um I miss everything else <laughs> that used to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Except for not getting sleep, not getting sleep. Um, yeah. Traveling with the band, um getting to do what you love. Mm-hmm. And uh, like a good day, I miss that like a, a college show where you have oh, yeah. a, a good audience where you your setlist is not the band is not restricted to playing um like dancey numbers where they can just play with what the crowd is feeling yeah um yeah. 
uh, yeah so i miss those public shows concerts uh college gigs and all that can't wait to get back to that yeah college gigs eh? <laughs> for the win and also and also festivals there uh. oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> festivals can be uh, taxing especially yeah. because of the restricted uh, sound check time and all that mat man the the whole experience is just out of this world Mm-mm-mm. yeah i think the last one i've done was with you guys you were also there which one was it nh7 nh7 yeah meghalaya oh yeah 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 that is a good I think show that was my last festival if i'm not mistaken yeah that uh, was a good one it was a good one yeah which was your which what was your last uh, festival festival wow um it was bc da before corona bc yeah <laughs> i think uh, we did uh, we did play for the grub fest ah okay so that was in bombay and then we played in bangalore and that was Sweet. the last gig before this was march no i think it was yeah end of uh, feb 2020 this was oh okay yeah so that was my wow. last gig as a f- uh, for a f- festival yes okay okay and when was your last gig like uh, before corona uh that was on april 5th oh, of okay. 2021 awesome. yeah 2021 okay okay because we did a small uh, small tour in march oh yeah with when chai matos when chai matos yeah and we did That's about sweet. six cities and uh, that's awesome huh? yeah but it was all, all uh, it was all pub gigs um mm-hmm. but we did we were able to uh, pull off six uh, six cities yeah. it was quite hectic and and, and because of uh, of covid and all of that it was we they were running at about 50% capacity at okay, all, okay. At, all, at all the places but it was good yeah and then i came back and i went again to uh, to kochi and did a online Uh, online stream that was my last gig yeah mine was also i think a virtual gig the last one it was in march yeah yeah i mean looking forward to see more of those yeah yeah for sure let's hope yeah. things open out soon yep yep done crazy cool so uh thank you so much for being a part of this thank you for having me thanks ashwin no problem stay safe thank you we should be hopefully will be able to meet soon i really hope so you do safe be safe take care hopefully we can catch up in another venue soon yeah thanks man if you enjoyed that conversation stay tuned for more interesting chats you can find more information on our website as well as our social media pages just follow the links in the description thank you for listening and stay safe